0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of woman in in place today we sit down in a unscripted conversation with jessica connick it was supposed to be a prep call but it ended up being the call we sat with jessica and we discussed sustainability we discussed entrepreneurship we discussed what it looks like to kickstart your business while you have a full-time job stay tuned and Tell us what you think. We're excited to share this episode with you. Thank you. So I'm here having a conversation with Jessica Connick. Jessica Connick does social media and marketing for a large fashion company that's headquartered out of St. Louis. She also is the founder and creator of Mount Indigo, which is a sustainable upcycled brand that we've been talking about. And we're really talking about like the good, the, is it the good and bad?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are
0: the hard parts of being an entrepreneur? I've been an entrepreneur, right? And we're talking about community. So for me, there is a community. I don't feel like I tap into it enough. I was just saying that I leverage a lot of community through the internet. Like I read up about other women. But for you, how do you do community or see community?
1: Yeah, I, I really was not that tapped into the local, I guess, fashion and entrepreneurship community until tapping into FGI and then just when you, like you were talking about getting energy from being an entrepreneur. I get so much energy whenever I go to events with other entrepreneurs or other creatives, mm-hmm. especially, you know, like you and I kind of, went might have like our nine to five day job and that provides its own type of energy and insight. But then when you all of a sudden jump into like the creative entrepreneur space, it's right. it a whole different energy. And it people is. with ideas, like their ideas just take off when you start brainstorming or like just getting energy off of being excited for someone else and what they're doing um, and
0: that's something that i i feel like i so appreciate about you you know like like i said my day job is my primary investor <laughs> they make it possible for me to be able to work and build Corey Day slowly it's slow fashion but the one thing so i first became familiar with you I think maybe through social media and then you bought okay. a curated purse okay. and as a curated client I cannot tell you how much energy I get from you every time I see your post and you know Aww. sharing love for our brand like so to your point about just say getting energy for other people other brands I can't mm-hmm. tell you how, impor- how important that is so thank you
1: Oh well, no. I, I like I totally feel you. Like I get so excited when someone, especially like if it's someone I don't know, posts about something they bought from Mount Indigo. I'm like, oh my god! Oh snap! Like, you're like <laughs> you like it and you're sporting it and you're like you think it's cool and you think I'm cool. <laughs> like okay, you know, like you, it's just cool. Yeah. Or like when I, and, you know, I bought your purse because I met you at the Fashion Fund when you guys did your opening party, and of course the snake skin was like so big last year, and I was like. Like, I have to have that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like, I, I bought now, it.
0: Look, now I put my mask in the front yes, pocket. <laughs> like
1: the perfect spot for it. So right. I, I do those. What is it when you like make a, like a snap decision and buy something yeah. that you probably like, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. buy it. You know, I get excited about like buying from like local fashion brands and supporting that. I didn't expect to actually wear it every single day. I've worn mm-hmm. it every single day since I bought it like a year oh ago. My gosh, you know, I was you.
0: like, okay, I'm going
1: to add this to my collection we've in and I like I have been wearing it every single day and I get so many compliments on and people get so excited when they know that it's a local designer but yeah and then just to, to know like oh like I you know didn't know you know you but I'm like I know who designed this like I know right. whose dream was like that just makes it so much cooler than buying even something that would be very flashy name brand designer brand right. like that doesn't do it for
0: me. well I just feel like so many of us are now shopping local and doing sustainable fashion like you're doing sustainable fashion yeah. and so for like our business thrives on in-person <laughs> in-person pop-ups you know and we have a yeah. pretty high conversion rate when we are in person
1: yeah. uh,
0: but since we're in COVID fight you know it like are. sales are
1: yeah, sales aren't. <laughs> I should right. say, sales are. Yeah, aren't. I know. Like, they're really <laughs> high. Yeah. And, like, no. your back isn't going around advertising itself. Like, no, whenever someone right bears now. it, it's like advertising itself, but you're back. Right. Like, well, I mean, now people are getting out and about again. But, yeah, it's hard.
0: As you probably hear, um background noise with my kiddos. Um, <laughs> life of a everything, life of woman. One of the things that I was going to ask is for your brand for Mount Indigo, how are you keeping the word out about the business right now?
1: Yeah, so I would say I've been really bad about it. You know, like we were talking before we hit record, I've been really focusing so much on FGI, Fashion Group International here in St. Louis, because it's fun and we've been doing all these digital events. Digital events are like candy. You know, it doesn't take as much <laughs> as it used to. You don't it have to find a venue. You, you just schedule it. So we've been doing a lot of fun conversations with that. I would say I've always been very deadline driven with events like you said, you know, with pop-ups. So Mm -hmm. I did one digital pop-up with the women's creative. How was was that? I love women's creative. The digital Mm -hmm. pop-up was good. I think, you know, like it it was a new concept. I think it was more like a fun branding experience. I think people are still getting used to how to do and shop from digital pop-ups, but it was really cool. It's such a great group. And so that was like great for me to start really getting my promotions going. But then after that, I kind of stopped. And then there's been so much lately with just things happening in the world that I Mm -hmm. really have been kind of taking a step back in what I want to launch next and realizing there's a lot of things that I need to build into my brand. Mm -hmm. And like what next designs do I want to do? I've really been thinking about the fact that even though sustainability is what my brand is built on, ethics in fashion goes hand in hand with sustainability. And then ethics, and sustainability just in the world really go hand in hand and so i really need to make sure that that's like a good message in my brand just realizing you know like when i look at looked at my instagram after all these brands were having to really look at themselves with everything going on in the world i was like crap i haven't had the funding to do like official photo shoots yet so my whole mm-hmm. instagram is just me and a couple like customers sending me their pictures but it's really not good diverse looking mm-hmm. It's into really
0: that like mm, I, I see what, what you mean, mean. Right. Yeah, yeah so right.
1: I'm like, I really need to be more thoughtful going forward, even though I'm just kind of still starting out. But so I kind of have just taken a seat back. I've got some cool new things planning for future designs because I kind of started out with two main designs for the jackets. So I've been working on some new designs. So I have some exciting things that I'm planning to launch with that. But like you said, it's right. kind of hard with no pop-ups, you know. It like is. It's, <laughs> kind of stagnant right now.
0: Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I know for me, that, and I'm looking at your website here, right, which I love. One of the things for me is as a creative, right? You have all these ideas. You're like, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do yeah. this. And then you have to like peer it down. Right. And, you know, for me, make a grid and say, okay, who is this a passion project for me? Yeah. Or are my personas, my clients, the three that we're focused on, do they even really care about this? Right. So that's an exercise that I'm going through. And
1: yeah. one of the
0: things that I am, as we're designing a new line, one of the things that I'm mindful of also is to like peer down and reduce skews. And yeah. so for you, how are you thinking about that?
1: I need to do that too. When I first started, like as you can see on my website, I have a bunch of funny t-shirts that I mm-hmm. and it was just cuz I had all these ideas and I was going to test the waters. Then it ended up with all these t-shirts and two jacket designs when I really wanted to like focus on the upcycled jackets. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to pare down and like kind of get away from the t-shirts. Like they they're complementary to a denim jacket because you wear them with that. So yeah, I want to pair down the skews with the shirts. And then I realized for the jackets, I want to do like monthly launches, but like it's a it's a limited edition design. I like it. You know, it. like mm-hmm. I'll just do a small batch of it and then it's gone.
0: Mm-hmm. And just stay
1: focused drop. on that. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And then make it more special that way. And even from an inventory management outlook, I'm sure you're the same way too. And we're Mm -hmm. doing this very part time that you have to kind of reel it in. (laughs) (laughs) and like limit yourself with that. And so it's good. I kind of see my past year. I feel like you and I maybe kind of launched similar timings. Like Mm -hmm. we have like like a yearish under our belt. So you Mm -hmm. kind of see what people are gravitating towards and then like really focus on that. Yeah, like you don't want to have too many skews or too many directions you're going in down the road, but like really honing in, you know, on what people have liked and what they're looking for, what resonates with them, with your brand.
0: So as a, I agree, I couldn't agree more as a um, expert in the storytelling field, right? You talk about, you translate, you know, business owner may be like, I'm going to do this, this and then that, right? And you translate vision. What's an advice that you have for storytelling?
1: An advice I would have for storytelling is really, I'm gosh, I'm like, there's so many directions I could go with this. (laughs) You know, you really have to take a step out outside of yourself because you're so close to your story. I honestly think that the best storytelling that I've heard, I am good at telling other people's stories because I'm not outside. It's so much easier.
0: I'm Mm -hmm.
1: not that good at telling my own story yet. It's something I have to like perfect. But when I talk to other people about my brand. And then they repeat back to me what part of my story resonates with them. I honestly think that's the best way to hone in on the parts of your story that will resonate with consumers is talking with people, especially those people that are closest to your brand, like your Mm -hmm. original friends, your original um, supporters, like talking with them about your brand and hearing what they're what stuck with them, what inspired them about your brand, taking all those key points and making sure that those are probably the things that you focus on with your story. Now, obviously if there's something important that they didn't mention, like you want to push that in there. The whole point of telling your story in marketing is because you want it to resonate with consumers and have it stick in their mind. So I think the best way to kind of get to the juicy pieces of your story that really um connect with people is in talking to those people. Talking that you know to people. You gotta talk and to people. <laughs> yeah, you have to get out there and talk with them and see it's like so what hard. They remember. Yeah. What inspires them or their ideas. You know, like you a like this great idea at me. And that's, you know, that will help you to create the best version of your story from a marketing perspective. Because it's just then hearing know.
0: what people are saying. So yeah. as you're telling your story, right? So you're Jessica, you're the brains behind Mount Indigo. And... Is it more, how do you separate the brand from yourself or is it the same thing? So like when you're doing storytelling, are you focused on you telling the story or you being the story and your vision yeah. and the doc, you know, a documentary made me do this. Like I saw your t-shirt, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. And it's so the story, right? right. Like, so how do you do both?
1: Yeah. The personal think, brand and-
0: versus the professional brand.
1: Right. You know what? A lot of it I've been realizing is that you often also, if you're talking one-on-one with someone or you're talking to a certain group, you also lean into different parts of your story based on who you're talking to. Like if I do a pop-up and I think pop-ups are such a great way to perfect your storytelling and feel people out is let's say 10 people walk up to me, you know, one-on-one or like at separate times throughout the pop-up. Like you might walk up to me because you think denim jackets with stuff written on the back is really cool. I kind of have to Like, feel you out as I'm talking because if that's what you're focused on, I need to focus on that a little bit more. But Mm -hmm. if someone walks up to me, or if my audience is people that just like love and being an environmentalist and trying to save the world through that, then I focus on that
0: portion, right?
1: Yeah, so I realized so no one
0: size fits all.
1: Right. You have to, you just like if you're applying for a job, your cover letter, you know, your resume is your solid facts, but your cover letter should always be catered to that position. So it's kind of like that when you're telling your story, knowing your audience, you know, because I've seen people's eyes glaze over when I get too down the road of something they don't care about with my story, you know, and I'm still perfecting Mm -hmm. it. But I think, so yeah, getting out there talking with real people as you're perfecting it helps you. And then knowing your audience, every time you tell your story, it should. sound different not like the facts should always remain the same but you just like lean into different parts of it depending on Absolutely. what yeah
0: no that makes a ton of sense the part that i wrote down that i actually really love is because it's easy to understand is this which is what exactly what you just said what do people latch on to <laughs> It's easy to understand is the whole cover letter versus resume, you know, the resume is the resume. That's what the brand is about. That's why I was born. That's why all this themes, right? Yeah. And you literally, or maybe the resume is the product, right? Yeah. And the cover letter is perhaps the why. It's not like the product, you know, you're not going to go from selling a denim jacket to a vase to the same client. It's yeah. just one person cares about the cool factor. Another person cares about the upcycled factor. Yeah. It's still the denim jacket, right? Right. And I think that is something that from a Corey Day perspective, you know, in storytelling to the personas, that is definitely something that we're working on. And I think it's great advice for people who are looking (laughs) to get a job. (laughs) And there are people who are looking to build their business. So thank you. That's really salient. A salient piece of advice. The other thing that you've talked about is supporting women entrepreneurs and caring about women entrepreneurs. Like, why do you care so much about women entrepreneurs? You are one, but why do you her so much.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's just something that's always energized me and inspired me. That like that you can have an idea and be in control of it and do anything with it. It's like so freeing. And it's mm-hmm. just it it gives your creativity like something tangible to do with your creativity. You know? Right.
0: Now um, men do the same thing. So why women?
1: I think women put a, you know, I am a woman, we are women, I think women <laughs> put passion into it. And we, you know, I don't want to say that we have like more different ideas because I'm sure there's so many men that have different ideas with theirs, but like we just put a different level of passion into it. And I think we're juggling so much of it too. Like I think of men entrepreneurs too, is they're probably not like, you know, you're juggling, like you have a family, you're, you're the one that had a baby, you know, like, even though, <laughs> like there's plenty of data entrepreneurs, like you, you're tied to your children more, you know, it's just, right,
0: different. right, right. I mean, I and still then, nursing. So
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I love all entrepreneurs. I just think I identify more with women entrepreneurs, A, because I'm a woman, B, because I'm interested in what they're creating. Cause I'm, I'm a, point, I'm a and girl and I like what they're creating more. I
0: love um, I mean, I do think the juggle is real. Right. And wow. so there is, um, I was talking to someone else Why wow, her name is Casey. Now it's, I don't know. But she was talking about this mental load, right? And Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of women carry a little bit extra mental load, um, especially even, you know, like, oh, I have to do this for this event, you know, that I'm planning or hosting or attending. I have to do this for my kids. I have to do this for my job. Oh, there's a vacation. Oh, do we have meals planned? As the dog been you know like there's just this mental to yes. do this.
1: Oh my gosh it's so true like I guess I'm, I think I'm really jumpy but like my husband loves to mess with me cuz we'll be like I'm on really a dog too. walk <laughs> yeah and I'm like I'm like deep in thought like I'm like doing something simple just like walking the dog or if I'm like in the shower he loves to like Freak me out! And hit the shower and I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs. Or now, like I feel like all I do is dishes. I'm like washing the dishes, and like I'm not just washing the dishes. I'm hanging like Make a it. whole like, takeover. Right. Even at- have coming up. I have these emails I need to respond to. I have- there's like a whole corporation happening in your brain, That's and then right. someone like taps you on the shoulder, and I'm like jumping out of my skin. You know, because you're so right. Like you're women have so much going on in their brains, and we're juggling it mentally, physically, emotionally emotionally. But I, so I think maybe that ability to juggle and like, they always say that there's no such thing as multitasking. And I do think I'm like an undiagnosed ADV, whatever, (laughs) but I feel like I am multitasking all this. I don't know if it's good or not, but Having we, like that, we are doing, like, yeah, yeah, like it allows you to juggle that. I don't know how effective it is at the end of the day, but at least you're doing everything that you want to be doing. Like, that's what fulfills,
0: right. The whole that's right, right, and um, that's
1: like what makes you feel successful.
0: Okay, if we wanted to think about the women that we are trying to form a community around for Corey Day, right? We have your Patty, your Ashley, your April that we talked about, yeah, you know, when we think about the women like you and I who have a day job and have. A dream and mm-hmm. working to build a dream. Is there any advice that you have that you want to share?
1: I definitely think surrounding yourself with other like people two pages going not. <laughs> you, uh, yeah like, so I right said
0: I have like two pages of notes already <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: like, so go people ahead. that are going after their dreams because they will keep you energized between just being tapped into like local entrepreneurs and then groups like FGI and then just I've got different text text chains with girls that own their own businesses we bounce ideas off of each other and like keep each other motivated and have you have to, like we're really real with each other too you don't mm. like you don't need enough people Coding, oh, that's mm. so great! Like, you need people that give you actual. This is for what real, I really for real, and you're yes. not to it, you know. And just what they always say, like, what you surround yourself with is your reality. So, mm. surrounding mm. yourself with those people, like you said, you were listening to like an interview or a podcast. I've like totally died. There's the podcast world is like endless with inspiration <laughs> for entrepreneurs, right? So you have to, yeah, like, stay stay inspired and stay tapped in stay informed and like never it's not a failure if an idea that you thought you wanted to go after if you change your mind or if that doesn't Ooh, work out like you always say more about that from it yeah say like more about dating. i mean like mm-hmm. yeah like i mean some people might date their first boyfriend from high school or whatever but the rest of you know you're like dating And you're always learning and it was like never, it's never a failure. Like you, you learn from every step along the way and you never know where you're going to end up. You hear, yeah, you said serial entrepreneur, you hear all these interviews with people that have really successful companies and they tell you all the things that they like failed at first. Mm -hmm. Those were stepping stones to like what their passion, you know, their success story was.
0: Because without actually all those failures, you know, it's very unlikely that we will know their successes, right? Because,
1: right.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, failures. And I do think we need to have a new term around failure. I think yeah. it's, you know, it's an experiment, right? right. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an experiment. Is there a point though where you have to say, you know what, it's not working? And how do you get to that point? And do you think sometimes we get there too quickly or we get there too late?
1: You know, I think like all those things, I think you, you know, staying tapped into your network and getting honest advice and honest feedback from other people or finding out why something's not working was the idea, just not an idea that has enough of like a market or did you have a great idea, but you just didn't lay it out well, or like you didn't like roll your business out in a way that would make that idea a success Mm -hmm. or did you just not go after your idea enough? You know, mm-hmm. like, there's. I think you have to, you know, to see if something isn't going to work out. I think you do have to look at all the angles of it. You can't just be like, it didn't work out. You know, maybe you realize you have an idea, but maybe you're not the one, like, maybe you need someone who has a certain expectation or a certain expertise,
0: expertise you to, yeah,
1: you know, mm-hmm. to fulfill that idea. So I think you have to look at all the different angles. But then I definitely think that there's some things that you have to be like, I don't have time, or the ability or the resources to make that idea happen. But is there a different idea that I have that I can make happen?
0: And it could be in the same field, right? And so if you think about
1: sustainability, I mean, it's
0: huge. And if I think about, you know, for me, one of the shared, I have two interns right now and I shared my original mood board with them
1: yeah and
0: so i'm looking at the mood board because i talk to them about the brand and ethos and everything and you know one of the big things about the brand is i want to have a platform where we see you and yeah. so that is to say you may have all these hats all these crowns all these different things and expectations and oftentimes people just don't feel seen i just want to be that brand that says we see you and we celebrate you it's women empowerment through fashion and yeah. women empowerment is like this ginormous concept and so I was telling them about that and I then found the mood board and I sent it to them and there was a quote that I flipped and in it the quote said something like the worst thing you can do to someone is not see them make them feel invisible
1: I love that you have your that you go back and look at your original mood board because I think entrepreneurs we sometimes forget our original inspiration we have to Mm -hmm. like tap back into that
0: right to your point as to reiterating and it's like dating. You sometimes date and you realize, you know what? I really don't like the straight about this thing or this person. And then you yeah. move on. And hopefully the next one is great. I wanted to just see here, you know, this was supposed to be a pre-conversation, but it's kind of like do. the conversation.
1: <laughs> you have to, sure to like, just became so good. <laughs>
0: It's just so good and I'm so glad to have met you. I'm so glad to know the work that you're doing with FGI this 85-year-old. I love the language you used too. You feel like you're its current caretaker. I live yeah. in a 125-year-old house and I know that I'm a caretaker, you know, yeah. of this home. Uh-huh. Old homes are beautiful, they're charming, they're expensive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Lots of hidden issues. (laughs) Lots.
0: I am hoping. Okay, so the original owners of this house um, looked it up. He was the secretary of the American Gold Company. Gold something company. And I'm like, where is the gold? I need to find like a gold machine. Like start start digging digging in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I am hoping that, and you know, we have four kids. He had four kids. It's actually critical to, like, read history on, really you know, cool. who built this home in
1: 1895. Yeah. So, and um, you appreciate that. You know, just too. like yeah. with the upcycled uh, like, denim jackets and you're like, find out the story of the original owner. You know, like, you're appreciating that mm-hmm. about that house. that has had many stories before you. It'll have stories after you. Probably, you know, if you ever move. Yeah. And, well, I tell
0: my kids, don't scratch all these floors. This floor, some of these floors is 125
1: years old. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: somebody took care of this. <laughs> right. So we can enjoy it. And so we need to we need to do our part. I mean it's it's a very charming space, but it can be but I
1: think, of- you know, even with your products, like even with your bags, like they're very mm-hmm. high quality. Mm-hmm. And it's like take care of them. Cause even one day when you might be done with it and pass it on to someone else, you know, it's like yeah. respecting that item for Absolutely. more than just like being an item.
0: Right. And making sure the quality is good up front. And I'm grateful that you have been you know, you bought the creator bag to support, but it's been like it sounds like the cost per wear for you is like
1: nothing now
0: since oh you went
1: it so <laughs> <worth> it. <laughs> out. It's real leather, you it's know. Like
0: I wanna have like a yeah. Now yeah. I wanna
1: have like a whole nother conversation too about your business, but it's like, you know, it made a big deal, a difference to me that it was real leather and like right. so thoughtfully made and that's real important.
0: leather is actually like unless you're doing stuff like exotics real leather is actually more sustainable than a lot of the vegan or faux leather
1: right
0: because you know there's a lot of petroleum use for faux leather I yeah. I did a tour of a tannery, so I, I had never been to a tannery I've been to like you know they're in the leather business there's so many resellers like I went to New York I did the whole garment district to see their leather but I hadn't gone to a tannery until yeah. somebody said they'll take my meeting and I found a really cheap ticket to Italy like when I, I, I said really me. cheap ticket to Italy it was like 171 dollars like oh really God. cheap I, mean that. Maybe not right yeah. now. I went and I saw a tannery it was very clean but I actually got to see like all of the processes and how things it, this tannery had been in business for 150 years it's generational which I I really love and i'm looking for ways to leverage them in my new collection i know, um, like
1: that's a story you need to tell right
0: right and you know when you think about it a lot it's interesting a lot of their leather came from africa they get the leather they're treated in Italy. it's this tiny little town outside of milan what's cool is that it's a byproduct of the meat industry right yeah and, and that's
1: so, important to me, too, you know, when you're, like, leather is more sustainable, because I agree, like, leather over plastic, And uh, like to know if it's, like, then a byproduct of the meat industry, like, it wasn't killed, the animal wasn't killed. It wasn't, killed.
0: no, no, yeah. no, I mean, think about it, <laughs> I mean, I'm from Africa, people are not killing me, just... <laughs> I mean, meat is food, right? And so people are not killing meats for fashion, right? The cattle is definitely for food. And goat, um, you know, goat leather, it's one of the things that I was looking at while there. Anyway, no, I really appreciate appreciate you and appreciate the thoughts you shared. I'm looking at some of the notes I took before we started recording to see if anything else we want to bring out. Is there anything else you think is... Cool to share. We talked before about making a story on social media. We talked about Pinterest being a good source for fashion businesses that we're probably not paying attention to more.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. another big thing is staying true to your brand. It's mm-hmm. really easy to get sidetracked along your way. When you're launching a brand, you know, I love that you still have your original mood board and you're going back and looking at that and making sure that you're staying true to that. I see myself for sometimes forgetting, you know, what my, some original things I wanted to do were, or like charities that you want to donate Mm. to just stay true to that. Because once you have a dream and you think of all the fun things about your brand and then you get into the business of it, and then you're sucked into the business of your brand and Mm -hmm. finding that balance between your original vision and like you can change. Your, you know you learn along the way you can change your vision but like making sure that the parts of your vision that you want to be integral in your brand that they're staying top of mind and that you're not then for me with sustainability or for you with your leather to you know you find so many ways where people are like why don't you just do it this way this is cheaper or why don't that you is do so that true. or that you is know so i wanted to find like, everybody's yeah and yeah. someone would be like oh you can just buy all these new ones for really cheap from this website <laughs> you know? and it you get tempted by things that go against, for us, it's, it's sustainability or things like that, but it's like, you can get tempted by things that are not on brand for your original vision, that mm. might be lucrative from a business standpoint. And you, so whatever your original vision was and your original mission and values of your brand, I think really staying true to that, but being reinvigorated by your brand. I think, you know, we talk mm. about our community and of mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and even it doesn't have to be entrepreneurs. It could just be supporters, but they keep us reinvigorated in our own brand Mm -hmm. like it's happened to me and it's happened to friends of mine where you're you could be stressed out about something or going through a hard part in your brand and then you just get energized by someone else's energy or their inspiration from your you know and it's that keeps you going like really tapping into what keeps you going something that Daphne said of Daph recently is like really celebrating your wins get so stuck in your business that where maybe something amazing happens, you get great press, you get a, this or that. And you're like, okay, cool. I, that was great. I'm going to check that off my list. And get to my list all the things that are making me depressed right now, you know, and it's right. like, because so that is your energy, like your fuel to keep going.
0: Such a good point. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think that uh, we are often not where we often don't do that enough. I uh, maybe I'll speak for myself, you know, my brother is an entrepreneur as well and he's in the tech space and he's grinding. He is grinding, right? And we yeah. text each other at like one o'clock in the morning because we know we're both awake going. And you can with your
1: brother. That's nice. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. not <good. laughs>
0: Right, it's not rude, no, no, no. So he would, like, the recent text that I sent him is, I said, look, Kevin Hart, who is a famous comedian, I really like Kevin Hart, and I listened to his book. The book is funny, but kind of hard to listen to, because it's like stream of consciousness in a listen. However, the one thing that was pretty apparent is, it was a 20-year overnight success. I mean, this guy grinded, you know? Yeah. To your point, though, two things you know kevin art-esque is he was trying to be somebody he wasn't so he was called out by somebody you respected and said that's not your thing you know like you just yeah. need to be yourself and stay true to like what it, like you tell stories about your life and your family be telling a funny way that's your thing don't try to be somebody else and yeah. so to your point about Like, staying true to my brand and, you know, and even now, like, I'm reminding myself because I want to do something that's probably not on brand, but I'm tempted to for financial reasons. Yeah. But staying true to your brand is something that really resonates. And then the other thing that he, you know, the other thing that was apparent is that he just persevered, Yeah, you know, and eventually like the little wins, those little wins that you're talking about, those little wins eventually becomes this sort of, I don't know if it's an avalanche is the right word, but it snowballs and then he gains momentum. Yeah. And then, you know, you burst into a scene and they're like, Oh, Kevin Hart. (laughs) Yeah, and <laughs> hoping they'll be like, oh, Jessica Connick, or, oh, <laughs> Rocket <Fality." laughs> <Yes. laughs> You know, here's something. No, I really appreciate you having like a candid conversation. You give me energy, especially since I'm mostly still home. Quarantine life is still real. Kind of scared to go out and full throttle out there. So I, I really know. appreciate it. Well,
1: you give me energy and I'm so glad we finally connected. You oh know? my
0: like, gosh. We need to do this more. Like I that know. text chain with your girls, hook me up, put me on. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. And, yeah. and
0: I will be joining FGAC. I will say that.
1: I love it that. Does sound well, like it does like- it, it's so amazing. And I get like, I feel bad because I push it so hard sometimes, but I'm like, I don't get anything from anyone joining, you know, it's not right, like kickbacks right. or it's just like so fun to like have more people on the network and be able to have you tap into what everything that you Absolutely. have to offer.
0: I mean, you are a shepherd in a 85 year old baby. That it's is, a lot
1: of responsibility, but it's so fun.
0: It sounds fun. I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Women in Place. Next time, we chat with Ayo Downsey, founder of Adulla Foundation in Chicago. She talks about empowering women and girls and living in our purpose. Stay tuned to the end when she talks about a powerful discovery of self-esteem in young girls.